Welcome to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Your hosts are Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner. This program is based on practical life-enhancing tools to shift your energy, mixed in with great stories, lots of laughs, and wisdom to help you feel more confident and ignite your full potential. Now, here's Sarah and Sheila. Hello, it's Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner here from Fab Empowers, and we are so excited to be with you today on International Happiness Day and International Ravioli Day. So two of my favorite things, happiness and ravioli, or pastas of any kind. So I'm very excited to be here to talk to you guys about taking yourself from body blah to body proud. We are going to be going over what sexy has been defined through the ages. We are going to talk about the mixed messages that we get about body image. We are going to talk about trends and what are we going to do to go from body blah to body proud. So we wanted to start off today with some interesting statistics. For example, if Barbie were real, she would need to walk on all fours due to her proportions. They are impossible, and that is one of the main influences when you're first a little girl or a little boy, and you get your Barbie. That's the first image of what a body is, because you know we all take off the clothes of the Barbie, and you see. So the Barbie would have to go on all fours if she were a real person. A recent study found that women who could correctly estimate the width of a box within a fourth inch overestimated the size of their hips by 16% and their waists by 25%. So the influences of a little bit, you know, of that dysmorphia maybe or the pressure and we overestimate our own beauty. 70% of women report feeling less satisfied with their own bodies within three minutes of looking at a woman's magazine. And it's not only for women. I mean, men have things going on too. In fact, the male cosmetic industry has gone, it's grown from, let's see, Grooming market has grown up to 29.14 billion US dollars. Although with that said, the cosmetic industry for women is 532 billion in 2017. So these are some staggering, you know, statistics here. So let's talk a little bit about like how did we get here? How did we get to this spot with the influence of things like Photoshop and you have the biggest loser with weight loss? And all these different kind of mixed messages. I think what we need to do to move forward is to look back a little bit. So we're going to talk about the timeline of sexy defined through the ages. First, we're going to start with the Renaissance. When we think about the Renaissance era, I always actually think of my sister who helped me with my art history class in Botticelli. And she said, you can remember this because of body jelly. He painted all the pictures of the women with lots of body jelly. And that's that Renaissance time. And this was actually an ideal Renaissance woman was more voluptuous than any other time in history. Paintings from this era depict women who would be considered overweight by today's standards. But at that time, these full-figured ladies were the epitome of sexy. So for the first time in recorded history, women were prized for their natural bodies. How about the next era, Sheila? So then we move on to the Victorian era. So unlike the Renaissance women, Victorian women were very body conscious. Sexy meant having the smallest waistline, humanly possible in order to achieve this look. They wore corsets. Some corsets were wound so tight that women could hardly breathe to the point where sitting down was completely out of the question. 
Many women would even break ribs trying to get their waistlines down to an inconceivable, could you imagine this, 12 inches? <laughs> and that's evidently about um, why there was a lot of fainting spells in that era that I that's would, known for was because they weren't getting enough oxygen to themselves because they would be breaking ribs in order to achieve this kind of look. It's, it's really quite astounding. Well, then we go off to the roaring 20s, and then that's a decade where women really didn't want to look like women at all. So what they would do is women would actually, that's a flapper dress era and was quite in stark contrast to that Victorian era. And what they would do, they would even bind their chests in order to make themselves look flatter. And this also um, had a bit to do with the war that women felt like they wanted to be a part of it and could do what men could do. And um, it was kind of in response to that, like, I'm going to kind of look like a man as well. So the Roaring Twenties were in total contrast to that Victorian era where they stopped binding their waist and they start actually binding their chests. That's not one thing, it's the other. Yeah, it's not one thing, it's the other, exactly. <laughs> so we just jump ahead to the 1950s where the desired shape in the mid-century was the hourglass figure popularized by Marilyn Monroe and Grace Kelly. Women were told that their primary goal was to catch a man and have a family. So they were taught to dress to allure. <laughs> Rule number one of the 50s was that women were never supposed to leave the house looking sloppy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Meaning that our convenience store runs in sweatpants and sneakers would have been deemed completely unacceptable. Yeah, hmm. I, would have, I would not fit into that time for sure. I'm like in the Renaissance. I'm like in the body jelly time. Yeah. Let's bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we hop over to the 1960s, and that really was mimicking the popular skinny models of the day, like Twiggy, um, who became obsessed with being really real thin. So in terms of like fashion and beauty, two polar opposite trends kind of emerged. You had the hippie flower child and then the modern swinging 60s woman. The hippies were more of an emphasis on peace and love than on style and beauty. But then you had those twiggy girl types that put the time into their appearance and their body. And um, mini skirts became really popular at that time. I think I might have been a flower child. That's what I think I would have gone for. I, did. I don't know. What would you be? You would be twiggy? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, my legs would never be twiggy. <laughs> would you strive for that look, though? No, I like more the Marilyn Monroe look. Ah, uh-huh. yes, you are very Marilyn Monroe-esque. Oh, thank you. Just naturally, naturally, Happy for birthday, sure. Happy <laughs> Mr. President. Exactly. So, jumping forward, literally, let's get physical to the 1980s, where the aerobics craze emphasized fitness for women. Women were expected to maintain a certain weight, but still appear toned, all without being too muscular, of course. With all these body stipulations, it's no wonder that the prevalence of eating disorders started to skyrocket in the 80s. Right. And then you come to this time. And so let's talk a little bit. Let's go in the future of now. And um, I was talking with my biopsychology class today and my health promotion class, asking them what they thought about it. And the show Botched came up. So now you have a show that is all about plastic surgery that you see people. Um, and one of the boys in class, Ahmad, hey, Ahmad, he talked about um, one guy in particular wanting to look like Ken. And so he wanted the, like the Ken Barbie. So right. this man was coming in and getting all these surgeries to, to idealize somebody like Ken. I, I know I've seen another show where they want to look like um, Barbie herself. So we jump to this time where there is a lot of plastic surgery. That's an, that is an um, industry that's also booming. People are doing a lot more to adjust who they are, to alter who they are. And um, 
with Photoshop that we talk about. And what's that app that I actually love? Um, 360, Perfect 360, where oh, you can go in and change you your like, pictures. You can like lengthen your torso and yes. you can, my exactly. God. Yeah. So you have this influence. So what, so so there are two messages. There's this message of deny and just say to yourself, okay, um, you know, looks shouldn't matter. If they do, don't let anyone know. Stay true to your real self. Let your looks and their natural course, you know, let them take natural course as you age. So you see a lot of these people, you know, with white hair, not dyeing their hair. The, and it's almost like a rebellion. There's a whole movement about it. So that's denying, right? And then there's defying. You, your look should matter. You don't need to forget that. Buy wrinkle creams, work out of the gym, defy your age at any cost in any way you can to make sure it all looks natural. I have a friend of mine who was on um, on TV and she used to say, it takes a lot to be a natural beauty or t- it takes a lot and it's expensive to look like a natural beauty is what she would say. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> How much face cream do you yeah. need to look natural? She's like, to look this natural is a lot of work. Right. So um, what do you do about those mixed messages? I don't know. I, all I know is I bought primer the other day and I really don't <laughs> even know what primer does, but you know, it's supposed to like fill in wrinkles, I guess. And it yeah. says use a small amount. And I'm like sitting in front of the mirror. I'm like, oh, like how much is a small amount? Like I have a bottle. I don't see anything going away. <laughs> because then you have to put the makeup on top of that. I did. And I still. <laughs> and you didn't feel the difference. That's really funny. But if you, I mean, if you think about it, the average American woman is five foot four and weighs 144 pounds. So and the five average. Five four, 144 pounds. Okay. I just have to right. let it absorb. Okay. Okay. The average model is five ten and weighs 110 pounds. And so really how hungry. skewed is that? They're really hungry. <laughs> they, they must be really. They need some ravioli for sure. <laughs> eat ravioli today. So That's interesting. When you're constantly bombarded with the images, and we all know that with images of perfect perfection, and you now even have the ability, like you said, to perfect your own image using an app. No wonder the industries are booming, and everybody's going into uh, cool sculpting and Botox and all those other. Exactly. Treatments. Well, I think, um, you know, and it is, I think about like, what is the responsibility of, you know, as consumers? What's our responsibility? Like, it can be a lot of fun to try different makeup and do different types of things like getting facials are fun. And and when is it just something where it's like self-care and maintenance to when it gets to the point where it's getting a little bit harmful and people take it to an extreme and they can like blink with their lips because they put so much collagen, you know, into their mouth or whatever it's going to be. I remember um, we have a family friend who's um, my cousin's really good friend who's a supermodel and they were over at her house and my daughter was young. And so she met her. So she met this supermodel. And then when we went home, like two days later, maybe there was an Estee Lauder ad with this model on it. And I said, oh, Morgan, this is such and such. I said this to my daughter. And she's like, what? And she I could, she could probably eight or nine. And she said, mom, why is she promoting age-defying cream? Because she knew at the time she was only like 18 or 19. And so here is my daughter looking at this ad, having just met this girl, you know, two days before, reading that it says age-defying. And she said, why would she be doing that commercial or that like print ad for Estee Lauder when she is not any kind of age (laughs) still a baby well you can maybe because you can look like you're 18 if you use the age-defying cream perhaps right or that's that's what they need you to believe right exactly and I think that is a disservice that's a real disservice to these young girls who are growing up seeing these things and they're just assuming 
Oh, I mean, the only reason she knew was because she had met this person. Otherwise, she'd probably see that and be like, oh, that that person's in her 30s and looks like they're 18 because they take that cream. Sure. I mean, I think there's a difference, too, with people. Some have a very healthy body image and still like to it's not self-care related. They like to look good and take care of themselves and they have a healthy body image. But then sometimes, you know, people start to go off based on these perfect images that we're seeing and their body image then becomes skewed. They start to feel badly about themselves, which then starts to affect their self-esteem, their performance, the whole person. Exactly. And I think that's a good point we need to point out to our audience, our people listening, is that self-esteem is how you think and feel about yourself as a total package. And your body image is how you think and feel about your body. So body image is a component of self-esteem. And some people can have a really strong self-esteem in certain areas. And then in other areas, they, when it comes to their body image, have a very low self-esteem. You think about someone like Karen Carpenter, um, you know, she was the first really big public figure that you thought, wow, she was so talented. And you didn't realize that she was struggling with an eating disorder and all these body image issues. Sure. And it's not always just weight related with body image either. There's, you know, like the cosmetic surgery industry right now, they, everybody wants to change the look of their nose or their lips or their eyebrows are getting right. tattooed Get butt on. Implants. I have, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I don't need a butt implant at all. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's somebody adding, like they're adding, yes. adding be, to be more voluptuous. And right. so, um, or even breast augmentation that's adding, you know, as opposed to weight loss, because we think of a lot of time body image and like losing weight. A lot of people want to get certain areas bigger. Sure. And I have this like ridiculously large scar down my left leg from a surgery. And it's, it's really noticeable. I mean, people point it out all the time. They're, what happened to your knee? And I, you know, I explain what happened and I could spend money on trying to get it back to perfect and looking great again, but I really don't want to. I'm okay with it and I've come to accept it and be comfortable with it. But a lot of people aren't. They're not comfortable with you having that. And you feel that because of the way that they talk to you. They react to it. Yeah. Like, ooh, what's that? You know, I said, well, it's 10 years old now. I'm not going to change it. You know, I could, but, you know, I I often tell just a good story about it. Right. And I was actually just thinking, it just uh, popped in my mind, but that model who had the gap in her teeth, do you Mm. remember who that was? And it was like a big deal because she decided not to fix it. Right. Think about someone like Barbara Streisand who just said, you know, I'm going to love myself for who I am. I'm not fixing things. And yes. I think that's great. And so we do have, and even Lady Gaga talks about this. Pink talks about, she's very vocal, um, as is Lady Gaga, about just like learning how to accept themselves for who they are. And in fact, I mean, the Kardashians are people that are all about their image and things like that. But they took their booty and they actually made an empire just based on their booty shape, which I think is, you know. Pretty. Brilliant, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they but they they decided to take something that in another way might have been looked at and perceived as oh we don't want that and now it's something that everybody like strives to to have. So yeah. really about embracing, you know, who you truly are. But then again, the other Kardashian got a lot of plastic surgery, as we know, and right. changed a lot. So what I love about the positive images and the positive people like Pink um, and Serena Williams. They're all about being body proud. And Serena actually said, my favorite, my smile is my favorite part of my body. I think a smile can make your whole body. And that's coming from Serena Williams, who is a brick house. She's so in shape. She's 
got, you know, this beautiful athletic body. And she says her smile is the best part. And I think that's one of the things um, to think about, audience, is what do you love about yourself and focusing on those things that you do love and accentuating that and thinking about that. Is it your eyes? Is it your hair? Is it something like a smile? And I think that's great. And that goes to touch on, you know, where we place value. And, um, you know, your mom and the message you got when you were little have a big influence on that. And so when we come back after the commercial, we'll talk a little bit about the messages you get and how they have influenced you. And is value placed on the way you look? Is value placed on how you act and your characteristics? Good. And we are going to take a commercial break. But before we do, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Fab Empowers. Hashtag Gab with Fab and hashtag Fab Empowers. Also visit our website, fabempowers.com, to get your free gift and the latest updates. Join our tribe of Fab Women with our monthly membership. So coming up after the break, we are going to talk about body shaming. We're going to talk about the influences of our parents and how we feel about our bodies and share some resources with you. So we'll be right back. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We are right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. 
Hello, it's Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner here from Fab Empower. So excited to talk to you today about how we can go from body blah to body proud. So far, we have talked a little bit about the timeline and evolution of body image and the mixed messages that are out there that we're bombarded with about body image. But I'm going to give you a couple more statistics before we move on, because I just think they're very important to know. Around 30% of 10 to 14-year-olds are actively dieting. 46% of 9 to 11-year-olds are sometimes or very often on diets. 82% of their families are sometimes or very often on diets. So that goes to show the modeling, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Over 50% of teen girls and 30% of teen boys use unhealthy weight control behaviors such as skipping meals, fasting, smoking cigarettes, vomiting, and taking laxatives. Oh, goodness. Adolescent girls who diet frequently are 12 times as likely to binge eat as girls who don't. So this is definitely something that I feel like is getting younger and younger through you know, time, like it seems like it's getting more affected younger and younger ages. I don't think I was worried about that kind of stuff when I was 10 years old. If I look back, I think, you know, it came a little bit later worrying about those kind of issues and taking those extreme measures. So a lot of the stats show that it really stems from when you are younger and the messages you get from those people around you. So your family and a lot of it has to do um, with your primary caregiver And they link it a lot back to your mother. So it isn't always the mother, but predominantly they're saying the mother has the strongest effect on your body image when you're young. So audience, we want you guys to think about um, memories that come to your mind and the messages that come to your mind when you think of body image and what you were told. So my mother was very much um, not about looks. She was very much about your character, your intelligence, developing... um, your personality. And she almost was like on the other, she was like women's lib and on the other side of things. So even now when my sister and I are like, we're going to get our nails done. She's like, you girls are ridiculous. You know? So we grew up with a very strong role model as far as somebody who was not concerned with body image and body weight. Um, But you want to think about what messages did you get and what was your result in self-talk? Because that is, you know, guiding your actions and guiding the things when you think about your self-talk that you learned from the messages you got. So taking a moment to think about that. I mean, I know I got a food is love message for sure. And I had to work around that when I was a little bit older. Okay, is food love? What does that mean? You know, and so those, that was a result in self-talk that I had to work through because of that message for myself. So that's one example. And then really knowing what you know today, what would you like to tell your younger self? So if you're older, what would you tell your younger self? And for those of you who have kids right now, you know, what messages are you sending to the children, you know, to your children? Do you talk a lot about weight loss? Do you talk a lot about dieting? Do you talk a lot about putting on makeup, fixing your face? Why are you mad? Fix your face, right? What what do you do? Sheila, do you have any messages that you were given or you can remember? My mom really didn't. She was similar to your mom as far as like not really focused on weight loss or talking about her weight. She always was well put together and and took care of herself. So we had a pretty healthy example growing up. But I do have an instance where I grew up dancing as well. And there was a ballet teacher that we had. And she was very, very knowledgeable and talented. But she decided to tell me as she slapped my thigh that I'll never be a ballerina. 
And it was because I'm built a little sturdier than a ballerina. And that really stuck with me because. uh, Yes, I can relate to that as well because I had the same experience and I didn't have anybody slap my thighs or directly tell me. But I remember my mother thinking that, well, ballerinas are tall and thin and you're not tall, so you couldn't be a ballerina. And she didn't even mean it in like a mean way. But I do remember going um, to London and seeing the show Fame on like on stage in London. And there was a hefty girl dancing. And I remember being like, they can be dancers. And it was just such an aha moment for me because I had heard that you had to be tall and thin to be a dancer. And, you know, it was it wasn't out of malice. It was really my mom and I have talked about that. In fact, she's like, that's really what I thought. She came from New York. She's like, and that's what ballet dancers were. They were. And they were. And even Rockettes back at the time where you had to be 5'8". Now you don't. So, you know, there has been a shift in body type in the dance world. And even in my dance studio, we really, really try hard to model healthy behavior, healthy examples and be good examples to our kids because we know these days they are struggling even more because they're bombarded in every way possible with this body image issue absolutely I mean I remember I remember back in um, high school there was another dance studio that my mother would not send me to because that dance instructor would go through every person and tell them how much weight she thought they needed to lose and like in front of everybody okay you need to lose 10 pounds you need to lose five pounds you need to work on this and my mother was like oh you're not sending you there there's no way I want you to be exposed to that so I'm glad times have changed, but I still think it's like that. You see dance, was that dance mom show and they have the pyramid and there's a lot of pressure and the food and what people eat. Well, yeah, I mean, in reality, TV is so skewed as well. That's I mean, very true. Social media, you got reality TV. So you think this is how people are actually living and that it's okay to behave in certain ways. And then with Instagram and Twitter, with the body shaming, it's horrible. You post a picture and all of a sudden you've got a million comments about how negative things are. Right. And in fact, you were telling me about some really um, some trending body shaming that's happening right now. Yes. Actually, on Twitter, a model, her name's Emily Ratajowski. She's 27 years old. She just launched a swimwear company, but she posted an Instagram photo of her with a friend sunbathing on the beach. And the caption said beach buns because it was a picture of their buns in the bathing suits. So the photo was meant to be playful, like a playful promotion of her swimwear line. But some online trolls decided to focus on the women's bodies instead. Some people said some really cruel things about her friend's curvier build, while others accused her of humiliating her friend by posting the photo of them side by side. It was awful. Like the amount of terrible, hateful tweets was crazy. Well, because the the assumption is that that woman couldn't possibly feel good about herself because she's not as thin. And when they're saying, oh, I can't believe you posted that, you know, that woman probably feels, well, until this, until they started trolling, probably felt great about herself. Sure, post that. Right. Well, one person who posted, who was a woman, she posted, she said she is crazy, insecure, and needs to take photos with plus size women next to her, taking a jab at the model. And then, so Emily came to her friend's defense and said, I love my friend's body, both her and I think she looks great here, and I'm proud she's rocking my suits, she wrote in the comments. All these haters are crazy. Just because you're used to seeing one body type on the internet doesn't mean that that's the only kind that should be considered beautiful. And then she said, well, actually, her friend then posted and said, never did I think that going to the beach with my friend would result in thousands of comments being made about my weight. I'm here to say I love myself. 
I love my friend, and I love my size 8 to 10 butt and thighs. So she's a size 8 to 10, and that's what they're they're um, making comments about. Well, well, I think good for her for responding, mm-hmm. because I think that that's a great role model, and we need more people like that. And I think it's really sad that people are spending their time shaming other people. Yeah, sure. and it, it happens all the time. It just happened to um, one of the Real Housewives. I'm uh, trying to think of her, Giardi. Yeah, she's married to Thomas Giardi. She posted a picture with no makeup. And she looked completely different than how she normally does in on the TV. And uh, she was, again, like slammed for it. And made somebody made a comment about, like, this is the face you have when your husband, who's in the middle of a lot of lawsuits, doesn't give you your allowance. And she wrote back, she said, actually, this is me after a facial with no makeup. And no, I'm not ashamed to be 47. That's awesome. What, that's Good what for her. getting faced with every day. So no wonder there's such an increase in anxiety and, and bad body image and, and eating disorders. It's kind of bullying, really, for people to make those kind of comments. It's I definitely mean, bullying. It's easy to do. should be allowed? I know it is easy to do, and I know it's, you know, freedom of speech and it's America and everything like that. But, it, you know, part of it, too, when we talk a little bit about what you can do in order to um, go from body blah to body proud is where are you putting your energy? You know, uh, my friends, when I think about my friends who probably have um, – the biggest body esteem issues, they spend an awful lot of time working on themselves. And I often think to myself, wow, if they just put the energy they put to putting on their face and thinking about that into something else, I think they would feel so much better about themselves. And they do say that they say women who work actually feel a lot better about themselves because they're putting the time and energy into something that's greater than themselves. And it's showing you know, what it is, what do you value? What do you want to contribute to society? And I'm not saying just these people, but I'm saying in general with women, if that's part of our identity, and we, they talked about it with the Marilyn Monroe era, that, oh, you're supposed to get a man, and that's what you do to get a man, as juxtaposed to saying to yourself, I'm a complete person, and I'm going to focus on my talents, my strengths, and what I can give to the world to make the world a better place. That's a completely different shift in thinking. And then you would feel so much better about yourself. So where you're placing your energy in your life. Right. And where your self-talk is. Naomi Judd uh, says, your body hears everything your mind says. And I love that quote because it's so true. It's your self-talk and how you allow yourself to either be taken down by these pressures or you're going to rise up. Absolutely. And I think it's important from a scientific level to understand that what you do think does manifest itself in your cells and they've proven that. So I'm not going to get too sciencey right now because we're focusing on body image. But if you just think about what you say to yourself, if you repeat the words like audience, you can do this right now. If you think fat, imperfect, not cool. Like those, just saying those words to yourself, what does your body do? It probably slunches down, slouches down a little bit. You know, it's not a good feeling. If you say to yourself, confident, beautiful, empowered, unique, you feel better. You, you sit up a little higher in your seat or if you're standing, your shoulders go back a little bit more. So it is going to affect your body, the physicalness of your body. So you really want to be careful on what you're saying to yourself, that self-talk and changing that and using positive affirmations. You know, I'm a beautiful being in my own unique way is a great affirmation. I'm beautiful in mind, body and spirit. I'm beautiful inside out. That's what I used to say to myself a lot when I was younger, like when I was little middle school. 
I'm beautiful inside and out. And that's just what a mantra that I would say to myself. And then I would try to shift my attention when I would kind of get sucked into the looks or like wanting to look better and wanting to look different. I would shift my attention to something that, you know, was more meaningful. Who do I want to become? I want to become somebody who can empower other people. I want to become somebody who's knowledgeable about this. I want to become, you know, and just focusing on that when I, you know, maybe would get sucked away. And I would also say if that statistic is showing that you feel worse about yourself after looking at a magazine, if that's happening for you, stop looking at those magazines. Stop looking um, at those TV shows and comparing yourself because we do have a comparison mindset. And if you're comparison, comparing yourself to something that is unrealistic, you're already at a default because of the way our brain is wired to compare. So unless you can logically shift and say to yourself, I know what I'm comparing myself to is not real. I know that's photoshopped. I know that person has a lot of makeup on. <laughs> um, and if you can't do that, then you, you need to cut those things out of your life. You need to cut those shows out of your life. You need to watch things with more substance um, or do activities that help you feel better about yourself, that build those different parts of yourself that you want to build and honor. Right. And there are some great resources out there if you need help trying to shift your body image. For, there is a body image therapy center, and I want to give you the phone number to that in case you or someone you know is really struggling with body image. The number is one 674 2843. Again, it's the Body Image Therapy Center, 877-674-2843. Then there's this awesome book that I highly recommend about body positive power. And it's by Megan Jane Crabby. She's on Instagram. She's like an influencer on Instagram. But her, the title of the book is Body Positive Power because life is already happening and you don't need flat abs to live it which is so true. But she says something really cool in her book, which is similar to what we were talking about on the beach. This is a quote from her book. When we go to the beach and bear our skin, we're not there to be visibly, visually appealing to others. We're there to feel the sand, hear the waves, smell the salt, and take in the view. We're there to make memories. The dimples on our thighs or whether another beachgoer disapproves of our size is irrelevant. It's not why we're there. Being aesthetically pleasing is not the purpose of our existence. I absolutely love that. And why is it that our society has gone so far away from the purpose of our existence? To create the members, the memories, to, you know, live in the now, to be who you are. We've gotten so far away from that. And if we can just get back to saying, okay, striving for a healthy body, make it a goal to become healthy through activity and proper nutrition, not focusing on weight, body size, and shape, thinking about health, fitness, and enjoying yourself, focusing on your positive points, focusing on creating the moment and the memory, and not just that surface. You know, it's very interesting to me because life is more about um, more than just the surface. And why do we make it just about the surface? You know, because the best experiences and the greatest joy you feel about yourself is never just on that surface. So I think that um, is something to think about. And I would say too, voicing your opinion is really important. I think in order for things to change, we have to change it. And there's a lot of great campaigns out there. Like Dove is doing a really good campaign. And, you know, it's great that Pink speaks out and um, Lady Gaga that I referred to before. There are definitely things, but I think it's really important that the everyday people also speak out and, decide, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to be part of the problem or the solution? 
and get mm-hmm. solution oriented. So that's really, really important, important. And noticing like all the cool things that your body can do, laughing, hugging, running, jumping, you know, that aren't just about, again, the surface, that deeper layer. And then having that positive support system is really important. So asking friends, family, like I, when I was in, um, after college, I lived in DC with four friends and we had a big mirror that was by that door. And every time we would leave, we would stand there, the four of us in front of the mirror and we would compliment each other. You look good. I like this. And we would, it wasn't always about looks. It could be about other things. And so we would like pump each other up and motivate each other before we would go out. And that was such a wonderful practice. Yeah, it was an amazing practice that we did for each other. And that's what I mean, like building that creative, positive support system. Hey, you look fine. Let's go out. You don't have to get dressed up. You know, we can go out to we can go out for dinner and it's no big deal if you don't have, you know, because I know people, too, who are like, oh, I'm not ready to go out. Like I haven't put my face on or whatever. It's like you're willing to miss out on like this great time because you don't have your face on. No, 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 sister, come on out. <laughs> Let's have a good time because it's not about impressing anybody else. I love you the way you look and the way you are. Let's go out and have a good time. And there is a memory made because you didn't worry about what your face looked like or right. if you had the right outfit. But we really need to pledge to start to do that and shift the way that we're thinking. And one of the things I love about having the dance studio is I have the power to change the way you know I was talked to back then and our studio walls are filled with inspirational, uplifting quotes. Yes, they are. Pictures. <laughs> it's awesome. I always say our walls will inspire you because that's the kind of message I want these kids to get, at least when they're with me at the studio. So putting up inspirational quotes, putting them around your house serves as a reminder for you to talk positively about yourself and to help your kids see that model behavior and so maybe they will shift their thinking as well right and i and gently reminding just always going back to the gentle reminder because as a professor i like to do that if i hear somebody like kind of putting themselves down they don't even realize it i'll be like how could you rephrase that like how are you going to rephrase that to make yourself a little more empowered and they're like oh right you know and it's good too because the friends also the friends when they hear something like that in class will be like yeah you need to say this or you know it kind of becomes a fun game that sounds good And also, when we come back from break, we've got more to discuss, a lot more to discuss. We are going to share with you our seven strategies to be body proud. And if you are interested in getting the worksheet for today, go to our website, fabempowers.com, sign up for your free gift, and we will also send you the worksheet for today. Yeah, if you put it in the box, body proud, in the little message box, we will send you the body proud worksheet. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on social media at Fab Empowers. Hashtag us with Gab with Fab and Fab Empowers so that we know you are listening. Go on the website, get your free gift, and join our tribe of fabulous women. Coming up, we will share those seven strategies. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a safe, healing environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We are right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hello, this is Sarah and Sheila here, and we are excited to continue talking with you about taking yourself from body blah to body proud. And we've talked about the history of the timeline of body image. We've talked about trends. We've talked a little bit about the mixed messages that you get regarding body image. And we're going to talk a lot about what we can do. We've thrown some things out there, but we are going to review the things that you can do, strategies to becoming body proud. And we Sheila, are gonna... what's, your, what's your favorite strategy? Sheila talked a little bit about how a dance studio has these amazing quotes all over it, so you can't help but feel inspired when you're in a dance studio. What else do you do to shift yourself when you're having those body blah moments and you say, oop, I need to tap into my body proudness? You know, I'm, your body is just such an incredible thing, and it's the most important thing you will ever own. So treating it as such and appreciating it for what it can do is really what I what helps me? I have some scars that are very noticeable. I have some skin pigmentations that are very noticeable that people ask me about a lot. And that could really bring me down. And it has at times brought me down and made me feel self-conscious. Or maybe I should go and try and fix this. But I've really learned how to embrace it because, you know, I had this major knee surgery. And because I did and because of that scar, I can dance again. So I'm very grateful for that. And the other scars that I have, they're all stories. So I've really learned how to embrace that, but it's taken a while. I really feel I wish if I could say to my younger self, like you were saying earlier, Sarah, what would you tell your younger self? It's just don't stress so much about it. It's so so much more important to be a good person and to give positive messages. Absolutely. And what's interesting is like, I don't even notice that pigmentation you're talking about or your scars, because I think I don't. That's not an important thing to me, like appearance, of course, like if you have a hottie patati walking by, you're like, ooh, what is up? Like, you know, or whatever, you're, you're going to notice beautiful things or pretty things or things. And that's, of course, all subjective. But um, when you do focus on things more than looks, then you're, you're not going to really see those things. And I think about that with people who really struggle with um, self-esteem issues in regards to your body, that they put so much value and emphasis on that. When it's really like, is that really what's important in life? If you really peel the layers down, friendship is important. Um, trust, loyalty, kindness, finding joy. And so um, thinking about those things when it comes to the body image and shifting where you're paying your attention, because I don't even see those things in you because that's something that I don't look to, you know? Right. And I think for our audience, that's, you want to think about that for yourself. Do you put a lot of time and energy into that, into 
the superficiality of what somebody is or do you look deeper for those deeper things when i see you i see badass girlfriend awesome strong beautiful (laughs) like really those are the things i see when i talk to you and i do think we have a caller coming in all right who do we have we have kia calling in from pennsylvania hi kia hi hi sarah hi sheila i'm really appreciating the show today thank you we're so glad you called in what's on your mind Yes, well, there's so many things that have resonated with me, but um, it really hit me, your talk about the beach. You know, I'm a fashion designer, but um, and I was raised on positive talk and, and self-love, but after a couple kids, I found myself on the beach, and, you know, I was really thinking about my body and, you know, how I could look my best, and if a person saw this angle or that angle, and then it hit me, that same thought that you guys said, that, I'm not here for any of those people, and they, they're not looking. They're not interested in me. They're focused on their kids. They're focused on their beach time and their own selves. And, um, and when we can really just, like, have that acceptance, that's when we can really flip the script. I went from a fashion designer to an image coach. And, um, you know, self-talk and self, like, practicing the self-love out loud really matters. Uh, one of the things that, that has helped my client, some of my clients is um, putting on music in the closet before you get dressed and really just looking at yourself like undergarments, whatever, um, before you get dressed and just really like Sarah looked in the mirror with her friends, loving yourself and just saying how great you look and, and it sticks. I absolutely love that. Oh my goodness. Putting on music and just pumping yourself yeah. up, giving yourself that. a little, like championing yourself. That's so great. Exactly, Do you have any songs exactly that you recommend? Well, I mean, I think that a person's songs can be, their own, but um, I just think that regarding different events and situations, um, you know, whatever moves you. Right. Um, every woman, Jaga Khan. Exactly. <laughs> That's what yeah, I think of. Like, Lennox, Oprah it music. Michael Jackson. I like uh, the Michael champion Jackson. from the Carrie champion. Underwood. Michael. Oh, yeah, from Carrie Underwood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. I love the, um, that song, exactly. video. The video um, song. That's great. So advice from Kia, who's this great self-image coach, telling us that we need to put on some music when we're getting dressed. Put on some that music helps to motivate. To empower ourselves. But also I think it's so important um, that we speak with our children because I am an image coach and I do um, keep up on my health. I love who I am. I love how I feel. My kids, I hope, love how they feel. And my eight-year-old son has told me a couple times on different occasions that his legs, his thighs are fat, his fingers are fat. Wow. And, you know, of course, I sat him right down, and we had some conversations, and I made him repeat after me, like, I love myself. I look great. I am exactly how I should look. And, of course, he's a string bean. Right. But it's so important because I'm not sure what other influences he has at school, but somebody's saying it. It's not, it's not coming from me um, or our family. Our home. Right. So I think it's important to talk to your kids and to teach them how to build up their own spirits like as early as we can. I think that's a great point. You need to start young. And that's a great tool yeah. that you're giving him, that self-affirmation. Taking the time to build yourself up when you're young um, is perfect. Because he'll take exactly. that through his entire From life. Exactly. And an eight-year-old boy who looks great. I mean, it's, it's, it's bizarre, but, you know, it's happening. Right. Well, I'm sure, you know, they hear things. And that's the other thing, the TV. And I'm not saying that you have this TV on, but oh, right. when they're at school, you know, everything's sinking in. These kids are so smart. They're little sponges. So what is on the news? What is playing in the background? 
Um, you know, and the conversations, it could be conversations of like just teachers talking about things and they don't think the exactly. young kids are listening. And then the teacher saying that to their other teacher friend. And, um, and I love teachers, so I'm not trying to put teachers down, but they don't realize when they talk about like, oh, this doesn't look good or that. And so then maybe he's overhearing exactly. that and then he's saying, wow, mine don't look the same as the person to my left or maybe the other kid to my right. So it's very important that we take the time. And that's great that you took that time, sat him down and gave him an awesome self-affirmation tool. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Any so other I, advice you have? I appreciate. No, but I did appreciate the, um, Lauren Hutton was the one with the space and I grew up with a space between my teeth and I loved her. So I love that you mentioned her and she was awesome. Oh, and I think funny. that everyone should love themselves as they are. Excellent. Absolutely. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for calling in, Kia. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate the wisdom you have bestowed on us and the advice and help for our listeners. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Take care. So, yeah, interesting, very interesting points that she made. Absolutely. And I, 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 did, I do love that whole thing about being on the beach because it really puts things on per, in perspective, and I'm glad that hit home for her, and I hope it hits home for our other listeners today is to be mindful of why you are here. And, and I think, yes, why you're here and the modeling you have for the people around you and your kids is really important it and is. bringing it back in the conversation, not only to your self-talk, but the conversation you have with your kids, with your peers, with the people significant in your life. What are you saying? What do you hear them saying? What do and you then think? Yeah, what do you think your kids see you doing if you're not happy with the way you look? You know, are you tugging at your clothes? Are you making comments even under your breath? Are you talking to your girlfriends about your weight or you're being, up? you know, you're upset about your looks or you're not happy? Do they see you do that? Or can you flip, if they do, can you flip it into more of a healthful talk about being healthy? And, and I would also say, I, I mean, you're absolutely right because I, and I would also challenge our audience members to think about this. Ask your friends, ask your partners, ask the people that are around you the most to be aware over time of the messages. Because as a coach myself, as an empowerment coach, a lot of my clients don't even realize they're having such a negative self-talk. You know, like they'll say three negative things in a row and they'll be like, but I'm, you know, I'm so positive. And I'm like, wait, can you, let's rewind this conversation. And sometimes you maybe even like, have to record a conversation for somebody to hear it and say, you know, with their permission, of course, and say, okay, you were telling me the story. Did you notice here all these times that you actually put yourself down? And they are astounded by it. So another really good strategy is actually asking those people you trust. Hey, can you point out, if I, if I start to belittle myself or put myself down, can you just gently say, hey, you just did that right there? And I think people will be very surprised um, that they do it more than they think they do. Yeah, and I have one piece of advice for everyone. Don't ever tell somebody they look tired. <laughs> I get that every once in a while. Like, hey, Sheila, how you doing? Yeah. And I'll say, hey, hey, what's happening? Oh, you look tired. You okay? I'm like, thanks. You look I like said that to my too. teenager like, the other day and she was mad. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a compliment. That's like, not a positive sorry, thing. Pick something you. nice. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, it's a tough one for sure. That's really, that's, that's a funny. big pet peeve of mine. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, how do we shift this? Like, I think from a society standpoint. So do we all just need to turn off those shows, even though they're very interesting, they can suck you in, that it all are about that? You know, I often wonder, too, like I was watching, I was watching The Bachelor. Okay, I don't normally watch it, but I did watch it. Do they get, um, I was thinking about this, do they get 
money for their clothes and makeup and stuff. Cause I was thinking not all these girls can have those awesome outfits and have their hair perfect all the time. And I'm assuming that they're all done up all the time. Correct. I would, I would think so that they have maybe their own clothes, but they definitely have hair and makeup done. Otherwise they're experts. Well, I think we should have a show that's like really keeping it real with just like naturalness and the person doesn't have hair and makeup and like see what really happens and have it be like soulmates or whatever and be more about the soul. You know, I think that'd be interesting. ABC, NBC, any of the C's. (laughs) I think you should do it. Take up that show because that would change things. It would. It definitely would. But, you know, people thrive on drama. So what other strategies do we have? So in review of our seven strategies, striving for a healthy body, focusing on your positive points, limiting your exposure to negative images from your environment, voicing your opinion, noticing all the cool things that your body can do, developing that positive social support system, and really remembering the whole world, which we haven't talked about, but I think it's important. We are all different and we're supposed to be that way. It's a truly special experience to look around and realize that everyone is beautiful. And that's just a fun thing to do. Find the beauty in everybody. No matter what size, color, or gender you are, beauty is within everybody. And that includes all of our listeners. And in fact, one of my students today in health promotion class, Alexis, was saying that. And I was so glad she brought it up. She said, you know, when I get down, I focus on all different kinds of beauty. And I just think about all the beauty in the world. And that's her strategy, to just think and accept all the different beauty in the world. And um, I'm going to give her credit for that. So good job. Now, I do have a little poem I'd like to read before we close called Beauty Secrets by Sam Levinson. A lot of people think this was um, attributed to Audrey Hepburn, but she did um, actually take it from Sam Levinson. And I think this is just something for our members to think about. For attractive lips, speak words of kindness. For lovely eyes, seek out the good in people. For a slim figure, share your food with the hungry. For beautiful hair, let a child run his or her fingers through it once a day. For poise, walk with the knowledge you'll never walk alone. People, even more than things, have to be restored, renewed, revived, reclaimed, and redeemed. Never throw out anybody. Remember, if you ever need a helping hand, you'll find one at the end of your arm. As you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself, the other for helping others. The beauty of a woman is not in the clothes she wears, the figure that she carries, or the way she combs her hair. The beauty of a woman must be seen from in her eyes, because that is the doorway to her heart, the place where love resides. The beauty of a woman is not in a facial mode, but true beauty in a woman is reflected in her soul. It is the caring that she lovingly gives, the passion that she shows, and the beauty of all a woman with passing years only grows. Great way to close this show. We are so happy that you tuned in today. We hope you are feeling empowered and inspired and ready to be body proud. Remember to follow us on social media at Fab Empowers and to get your free gift and your worksheet by typing body proud in the comments at fabempowers.com. Join us next week as we pave our way to personal safety, both mind and body. We're going to explore ways to be proactive, intentional, and strategic when it comes to our safety and well-being. We're going to share some powerful and practical advice and strategies so you won't want to miss it. And remember to find a little fab in your everyday. Until next time. Thank you. 
Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Life from Flat to Fabulous. Be sure to join Sheila Turner and Sarah Hartner again next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, make it a fabulous week. 